It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. So six the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Friday, and I'm glad you made it. I had to take a road trip yesterday, uh, charitable events that I do around the state, and I was happy that at least when I was driving, conditions were dry. A little windy as I got closer to where I needed to be, but it was really just dry out there. It was nice. So I decided before I start the show this morning, go ahead and take a look at road conditions. So very typical. Now, I-25 is mostly just fine. Uh, North of Casey, Buffalo, Sheridan area, a little sketchy with some slick stuff. Of course, problems on I-80 west of Laramie. Of course. And that has to do with a lot of uh, wind and slick on the extreme west side of the state there are some showers and snow showers out there but overall wyoming's actually open right now and it's nice out there compared to where we've been over the past few months it actually starts off the weekend with being kind of a nice day Don Day, you've heard his forecast on your local station. We'll have an extended forecast when we get to 645. 745, he explains the whole thing, weekend, everything. So stay tuned for that. And a lot of the weather, as you know, is just kind of jumbled up. I mean, if you ask Don for a three-day forecast right about now, he doesn't know. And he says he doesn't know just because there's so much going on in the mix so you got to take this day by day, and so that's what we'll do when we get them on a little bit later on this morning. All right, first topic up. Now, I give you open phones every day of the week. On Friday, it's the entire program. So at any point, you can interrupt me, change the subject, whatever you want to do, however you want to play it. I'm going to start in L.A., Los Angeles. And, of course, I pronounce it that way because my childhood hero, Bugs Bunny, pronounced it that way. And don't you dare tell me my childhood hero was wrong. Los Angeles. According to the Los Angeles Times, driving your car is racist. Yeah, just the latest thing. I, if you're driving, if you're in, in Wyoming, you pretty much have to drive everywhere. In order to do anything, you kind of have to, especially with the long distances we have out here. So I just want you to know, whoever you might be, especially because it's Friday, you finish off work for the week. Were you planning a road trip this weekend somewhere to have a good time? Well, you're just a racist for doing it. Okay, here's the story. From um, Hot Air Blog, he starts off by saying everything is racist. Yesterday, I wrote about how white people being overweight is racist because being fat and beautiful is a black thing. No, I'm not. I didn't get to that story yesterday, but that's actually some article that someone wrote. If you're overweight and 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 white, that's a racist thing. See, but then again, being thin and in shape, people are, are saying that that's bad too. What are you trying to do? Make other people look bad? And for that matter, what about fat shaming then? If you start to fat shame a white person, now you got to call them racist too? You're overweight. You're fat. And because you're a white person overweight, now you're racist. 
which I love stories like this because the the best way to defeat people like this is just to point out what they're saying. You don't have to argue with them. Just point out what they're saying. That's all you need to do. So, okay. Today, he says, the L.A. Times takes a look at driving your car. Now, you've got to wonder as I read this stuff, are these people really serious? I don't know sometimes. I have always loved the Onion News. I've always loved Onion News. And Babylon B far outdoes Onion News anytime. Well, sometimes I wonder about the Los Angeles Times. If they, and other newspapers like them, if they're trying to do parody. Before I get into this story, Babylon B has something called Not the B. Now, Not the B are stories that are so outrageous that you would think it's a parody, but it's not. It's the real thing. All right, so. White drivers are polluting the air breathed by L.A.'s people of color. Oh, is that the problem? That white drivers are polluting the air. Well, are, are only white people out there driving? No, okay. Let's read the story here. Not that everybody driving a car is polluting the air. White people are polluting the air. That's the headline. Pollution has a color, apparently, and white may be uh, brown like the air, white in spirit, though. From L.A. Times, like many Angelinos, quote, I spend a lot of time behind the wheel of my car. I drive from the West Side apartment to Dodger Stadium near downtown and farther east to hike in the San Gabriel Mountains. He says, I take the 405 freeway north to San Fernandino Valley to see friends or occasionally south to L.A. Times office or to the airport where I grow my carbon footprint even further. See, again, you know there's a problem because this is somebody who honestly thinks that CO2 is a pollutant, but that's another subject for another time. So he writes, I, could, I couldn't help but consider my own complacency. While reading a new study from USC Research, finding that Angelinos who drive more tend to be exposed to less air pollution than Angelinos who drive less. They tend to be more exposed to air pollutants. Sammy Roth should spend more time at home with the lights off and, and his computer, but make sure he doesn't use air conditioning, by the way, or fly or hike. See, it, the problem is if you're alive then you're causing a climate crisis. So you should just off yourself. But all right. So let's see. Because he's uh, constantly destroying the environment with his carbon footprint is the point. But he continues to write. It may sound like a paradox, but it's not. It's a function of the racism that shaped the city and suburbs and continues to influence our daily lives. And the stark reminder of the need for a climate solution that benefits everybody. Okay, so again, driving your car is racist, he says. He writes, my colleagues, Terry Castleman, wrote about this study, which was published in a peer-reviewed journal of urban studies, once again dealing on yet another blow, another nail in the coffin of peer-reviewed studies. 
The core finding is that for every 1% increase in miles driven to and from work by people who live in a particular part of L.A. County, there is an estimated 0.62 decrease in lung damage, fine particulate matter, to which those angulinos are exposed. So how is that possible, he writes. I asked the study's lead author, a professor of the USC uh, Sol Price School of Public Policy. He told me it largely comes down to the shameful history of Los Angeles County low-income communities of color being torn apart to make way for freeways. So, yeah, because other communities never had that happen, right? It was only the communities of... By the way, white is a color, but okay. It's only those minority communities that were torn apart. They never ripped apart. Sure. Go there sometime and see if that's true. You'll find out it's not. But all right. Being uh, a history of that has been uh, extensively documented by the Times. Today, many residents of the county's wider, more affluent neighborhoods who were often able to keep the highways out of their own backyards, not true again, commute to work through lower-income black and Latino neighborhoods bisected by the 10, the 110, and the 105 freeways and more. Quote, it's not like commuters are coming in and shopping in these communities or patronizing their restaurants. He said they're just driving through to get from one side of the city to the next. So, uh... Once again, just because you wanted to go to work or you wanted to visit some relatives, you had some vacation time, you want to go to the beach, whatever the case is, and you decided to get into your vehicle and go for a drive down a freeway that was built by your own city or county, that means you're dumping pollutants into these neighborhoods, and that makes you a racist. Now, I've said things like this before. If I were the editor for this newspaper and someone presented an article like this to me I would fire that person I mean immediately on the spot unless I were trying to write a satirical parody like The Onion or Babylon Bee in which case then I would give them a raise 616 is the time it's Wake Up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way get with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Coming up on 620, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. All right, 888 what's the phone number? That's 888 So uh, if you're just joining me, it's because I'm reading a ridiculous story. L.A. Times, apparently, uh, driving your car is a racist thing, and they try to make a case for it, and why. And, of course, it's a racist thing because of, well, not just pollution that affects people, but uh, climate change. So here is an article that, according to people who write things like this, will cover all of the bases of what they're supposed to be talking about for the audience that they think that they're trying to reach. So, for example, it has to have... Uh, racism in there, uh, of course. It's got to be racist. And it's got to have climate change in there somewhere. So they uh, you know, throw that in there because you have to have climate change in there as well. And then it has to have something to do with, you know, uh, anti-capitalist minority communities who are downtrodden under the rich people. So there's class envy 
was thrown in there, too. You see how they're hitting everything that they can possibly hit to make it a successful article in their minds. Every kind of article that I read like this all is the same thing over and over again. It all has the same elements repeated again and again because it hits what they think is their base and core audience. Now, I wonder, besides people like me who read something like this, I found this off of a conservative blog. They, I don't read the LA Times, but this conservative blog reads the LA Times and they'll pass the story on to people like me. So for people who read this conservative blog, they saw it. For radio show hosts, they're going to tell their audiences. That's why you're hearing it right now. But how many people, I wonder, I don't know, how many people in L.A. will actually read a story like this and consider? I'm sure some will. But how many people actually read a story like this and consider it? And those people who would take an article like this seriously are a small minority of what do I want to call them at this point? Brain damage, loud mouse? I'm not sure exactly. Would that be? I think that'd probably be accurate as to the, anyone who would read this and take it as a serious story. But it's also a matter of, so think about the author of the story. That He's concerned because he's driving across town and he's worried about driving causing pollution that'll kill people and that's racist and it causes climate change because of privilege and everything that this guy has to worry, which makes me think that, okay, so you have this wonderful life. You live in Los Angeles where you got a job working for a major newspaper. You get to write articles about whatever you want to write about every single day. Sounds like a great life. And he's taken some time off to leave the city, head on over to the beach, and spend some time up in San Bernardino at the beach. This is, I think, sounds like a great life. And yet on this trip, he can't just enjoy it, can he? He can't just drive across town and head to San Bernardino and just enjoy the road trip. He has to have all of these thoughts about all the horrible things that he's guilty of. And so the mindset that this guy has been trained into, that he can't just stop and relax. Everything shows that he and other people like him are evil for the things that they do. But you also notice, besides that guilt complex that he carries with him everywhere he goes, you also notice he doesn't stop. If all of the things that he's doing is so horrible, then why does he continue to drive to visit friends and go to the beach in San Bernardino? Why does he continue to drive at all? If you take a look at the lifestyle this guy lives, how is it that he's leading a lifestyle which he finds uh, leads to a guilt complex, and yet he continues doing what he's doing, which would make him a hypocrite, right? I point this out to take a look at the kind of people who write articles like this and want to be taken, they, they want to be taken seriously. I would only take him moderately, partly seriously, because the article's still ridiculous. But I would take him partly seriously if he looked at these, what he thinks are problems, and decided, well, I've decided the only thing to do is to sell my car and to stay home and lower my carbon footprint to next to nothing. 
In that way, I am no longer being a racist. I am no longer guilty of contributing to climate change. I can't be accused of uh, uh, being privileged in any way. I'm going to give up most of the money I make and give it to the poor and just live as modestly as I can because it's not right for me to be privileged like this. He would actually take these steps if he truly believed everything that's in his mind, and yet he won't take those steps. He'll continue to write about it, he'll continue to be accusatory, but he'll never actually do anything about it, will he? And I point at the writer of that article, again, driving across the city to go visit your friends and go to the beach is racist, is privilege, causes climate change. Imagine living in that brain. Imagine that's your brain, and you have to think that way every single day. How do you even cope? All right. Then I go back to the newspaper. How does the newspaper print drivel like this and expect people to take it seriously? Well, don't worry, because readership for newspapers like the L.A. Times continues to fade away as people go look for other things to think about and talk about. If I could talk to the editors of newspapers like the L.A. Times, I would say, could you possibly go find some authors out there who actually write about serious things and not garbage like this. They actually find real articles to write on not this nonsense. Again, if I was his editor, I, the first thing I might do, if, if he handed in an article like this the first time, is I would just hand it back and go, what, are you kidding me? We're not the Onion News. Try again. Write, write about something seriously. If I got another article like that, I would just fire him on the spot because I want my newspaper to be taken seriously instead of becoming the joke that it is. Now, we, if you think that's bad, and it is, there are some websites that I go to on occasion that I... Again, you think that guy's bad. These people are really bad. And what's nice is no one really reads some of these websites. They're very obscure. But they're highly disturbed people who write stuff that's even worse than that. I just would never give them any credibility in a major publication. I just wouldn't do it. Now, if you want to watch something like this, watch The View, turn on MSNBC, CNN, and other such places where you can watch different hosts and guest hosts that also live in that constant state of mind that everything I do, I am guilty of the following. You are guilty of the following. And it's all racism and climate change and privilege and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wouldn't it be nice if you could actually live a life where you're a good person and you're guilt-free? Wouldn't that be great? Well, there are publications out there like that which are worth reading. In fact, now, now that I think about this, there's one, if you ever want to find this, let me take a look uh, real quick over here. Here we go. There's a website out there called Human Progress. And Human Progress talks about the good of humanity, the good of people, the good of you, great things that human beings are doing all over the world. Not a constant guilt trip like you're being told to live through. Instead, 
It talks about the good things that human beings do for each other each and every day that make you feel a whole lot better about the human race and about yourself. Coming up on 6.30, local news coming your way. Right after local news update on your weather forecast, and you and I get back into it again. Don Day with an extended forecast coming up at 6.45. It's Wake Up Wyoming. on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Time is 6.36. It is a Friday. Welcome to the radio. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. Real quick, catch everybody up who just joined me. So, yeah, Los Angeles Times writes a ridiculous article that driving your car is uh, racist and causes climate change and is privileged. All right, now, <clears throat> that, you know, it's, a, it's a ridiculous article. I'm surprised they publish stuff like this unless they're trying to be a parody newspaper, which I'm thinking from now on I should just refer to these people as parody because there's no way I can take them seriously, honestly. Jim in Glenrock, that was a good one. He says, they say so-called climate change causes sea levels to rise. Wouldn't that mostly affect rich people who live on beachfront homes? Oh, I see. So we're mostly affect. Now, these are some of the same people. Like, For example, uh, former President Obama, after screaming and yelling about man-caused climate change and sea level rise, immediately bought a big home right on the beach. The beach, is, which isn't supposed to exist anymore, it was predicted a while back that that island that he's on should have been underwater a long time ago, yet he bought a house right on the beach. But what do we do then with this information Jim has handed us here, that this affects people who live on the beach? He's right. The people who have beachfront property, for the most part, are the wealthy elitists out there. Well, aren't we doing something to harm them because of all of this climate change? What about all of the inner city people who drive there? Because inner city people drive their cars too, you know. I think we've uncovered, Jim, a plot. Work with me on this one. This is a plot by inner city people who want to destroy the rich. We hear all the time how we need to eat the rich, just tax the rich, destroy the rich. They're privileged. And one of the best ways to do this is just to go ahead and cause sea level rise and climate change, which will destroy their homes. That'll show them. See, the Los Angeles Times can go ahead and write some ridiculous newspaper article like I just wrote to you, then I can do it too. I could just sit here and make up stuff like this. Sure, why not? So it is a, well, and think about this. This has got to be conspiracy theory. If the Los Angeles Times says that white people driving their cars around is causing uh, not just pollution, which hurts inner city communities, but is a racist and causes climate change, if he's, that's a conspiracy theory. Okay. 
then I can do that too. I think that inner city people are trying to destroy the wealthy. And the best way to do that is to cause climate change, which will affect their beachfront homes. There. Take that. I mean, why not have some kind of a war where instead of people battle each other directly using baseball bats and garbage cans as shields and who knows, guns and whatever else, instead we'll battle each other using the climate. So that's why people who live out in places, we here in Wyoming, are guilty of the same thing. Yeah. Because not only do we drive around in our big vehicles, Okay, but we also have coal power plants out here, too, and natural gas power plants. And the reason for that is because we hate people like, well, California and New York and Boston and places like that. So what we're trying to do is destroy those places through climate change because we hate them. Now, is anything that I just said anything any more ridiculous than what the Los Angeles Times just said? Oh, let's see. Chet and Yoder. Great. 50 to 60 miles an hour winds. That's Wyoming. Is that what you're dealing with out there? Hang on. Let me deal with Chet for just a minute. There is an app that I use called Windy. And look it up on your website if you have a, just a regular, like I'm looking it up on my laptop right now. Or you can go ahead and do Windy on an app on your phone, and I have that too. Yeah, we're getting some winds out there. Okay. Uh, for those people, and this is why we're having problems that are just west of Laramie, uh, heading west on I-80. Of course, I-80 is a problem. There's a lot of wind out in the highway out there. That's part of what he's talking about. And that's that's just it, Rollins especially getting pummeled right now. And see, Cheyenne and where you are over there in Yoder, it says 14 knot winds gusting to like 30 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour. Yeah, there's some heavy winds out there. All right. Don Day's coming up with his weather forecast, so uh, that will be probably included in it. Carolyn Casper, Fox News Media, writer, drivers, polluting air breeze. Okay, I will take a look at that. So that, I think, is the same article, Carol, that I was just talking about, but written uh, through a different source. But, yeah, it was uh, Los Angeles time saying that uh, white drivers are polluting and killing people of color and causing climate change. Yeah, it's, it's Los Angeles. I'm sorry. Los Angeles Times that wrote that one. But I'll take a look at the link that you sent me to. All right. Weather forecast and Don Day. It's Wake Up Wyoming. This weather update. Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 648's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino. Uh, Frank, how long have you lived in Wyoming? All your life? This would be 36 years. 36 years. Good long time. I have noticed that people who tend to be born and raised in an area and live there almost their entire lives often know the least about the area that they live in. Because we don't really pay attention to it. Yeah, they, you're just so used to it. In fact, there's an area that I know, North Carolina, beautiful mountain called Grandfather Mountain. Stunning. People come from all over the world to see Grandfather Mountain. People who live at the base of Grandfather Mountain have never been up there. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, they why? Don't, <laughs> yeah, they know nothing about it. They see it every single day. They don't care. I say that because I was watching videos, and I posted a story about this on the Wake Up Wyoming site. So there's a young lady and her husband 
woman that moved from the East Coast to Gillette. Okay. And she's learning about Wyoming. And so she posts pretty much every single day a video. Here's some things that you probably didn't know about Wyoming and will blow your mind if you live outside of the state. And so she's studying every little thing about the state and learning and doing these. And even I'm sitting here. I've been here about, I guess, maybe 16 years now. And I know a lot about the state, but even I go, I did not know that. I had no idea. So what are these nuggets that this lady is uncovering? Okay, let me see. Now, you know, of course, first state to have women vote, right? Yeah, yeah, first yeah. woman yeah, governor, yeah, yeah. right? Did you know that for a couple of years, Jackson, Wyoming, in the early years of women being able to vote, had an all-female city council and mayor? I didn't know that. I see. I'm not exactly sure I care. Uh, but, no, but uh, still, I, that was the first time that ever happened anywhere in the country, and I don't think it's ever happened anywhere ever since. Hmm. But, you know, this is back when women first got the right to vote, and all of a sudden, an entire city council and mayor are nothing but women. Well, how did that turn out? I don't know. It lasted about a year, and they never did it again. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Mary I said that. So <laughs> You need but, diversity, yeah. right? Diversity. Yeah, you do need that. Okay. But anyway, I just thought it was fascinating. As I'm watching <laughs> videos from this lady, I'm going, you know... Uh, here's someone who knows more about Wyoming, and she's been here less than a year. When you move to someplace new, you tend to study the hell out of it, but you don't know much about the place where you live. Does she have a job? Uh, yes, but I don't know what it is. Okay, I mean, go, go, go. I'll go find out. Yeah, well, no, no, I mean, if she has a job, how does she do yeah. this all when she has a job? Well, everybody has free time. Really? Don't you? No. No, okay. Well, let's go with sports. All right. The State 3A and 4A high school basketball tournament moves along today in Casper in the 4A boys bracket from yesterday. The Cheyenne East, a winner over Jackson, 49-39, as Drew Jackson had 19 points for the Thunderbirds. Campbell County, a number four seed, beat a number one seed in Star Valley, 58-55. It was Laramie, a three seed, beating a two seed Riverton, 67-54, as Neil Summers had 22 for the Plainsman. And Cody, a number four seed, beat number uh, number one seed in Thunder Basin 51-26. So in the semifinal round at the Ford Center tonight, it'll be East and Campbell County at 7.30, and then Laramie will take on Cody at 9 p.m. In the 4A girls bracket, it was Sheridan over Green River 51-39. Thunder Basin defeated Kelly Walsh 63-33, and Kelly Walsh had a really rough first half in that game, shooting 3 of 17 from the field. Cheyenne East over Star Valley 46-38. Brady Slabs with 12 for the Thunderbirds. And Cody, a number one seed, defeated Campbell County 46-26. So Kelly Walsh will be in, a, in the consolation game against Green River at 9 this morning over at the Ford Center. And the semifinal round, Sheridan at Thunder Basin at 4.30. And then Cheyenne East will take on Cody in the semifinal round this year at 6 p.m. Those two teams have met for the 4A championship the last two years in a row. In the 3A girls bracket, it was the Douglas over Powell 68-32. Lyman defeated Torrington 42-39. Newcastle over Pinedale 54-33. And Buffalo over Mountain View 66-30. Douglas and Lyman in one semifinal at Natrona tonight at 4.30. And then Newcastle and Buffalo will be in the other semifinal at 6 p.m. also at Natrona. 3A boys bracket, it was Lyman over Wheatland 32-17. 
32-17. Douglas over Lovell, 72-42. Buffalo Edge, Paul, 38-35. And Worland over Torrington, 72-32. Lyman will play Douglas in one semifinal and the Trona at 7.30. And the late game tonight at 9 p.m. in the other semifinal will have Buffalo taking on Worland. The Region 9 Junior College Basketball Tournaments are underway for the Casper College women. They're rated 15th in the country. They defeated NJC 93-76 in Scotts Bluff. Flora Goa with 22 points and Logan Alvar had 21. The LCCC women beat Otero 77-56 as Monique Marcetic Votangi had 24. LCCC and Casper College will play at 5 p.m. tonight over at the, the in western Nebraska. And on the men's side, the Casper College men defeated Otero 90-83. The LCCC men defeated western Nebraska 88-63. So the Casper College men and LCCC and this game will be played at the Erickson Gym over at Casper College. That will be at 7 p.m. tonight. And your weekend is full. Full like a full glass of coffee. Oh, that sounds good right about now. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. And we're going to roll into Newstime National Local Update on the weather forecast. And back to you and me. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Six is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Friday, and I am so glad you made it. So it's open phones always. I always do open phones every day of the week at some point. On Friday, it's the entire program. So 888-97, Woods, your phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Road's pretty good across Wyoming, except what road? Yeah, 80. I-80 from Laramie West, there's a lot of wind out there, especially in the Rawlins area. A lot of wind right now. There's some problems. But other than that, Wyoming Road's looking pretty good right about now. So Don Day's on with me, 745, to give you a weather forecast, which actually almost doesn't suck for about the next five days or so. Just quote me on that one. Almost doesn't suck. We'll find out 745 about that. All right. Next one I have, Cowboy State Daily has an article Wyoming watches as Colorado is on the verge of passing sweeping gun control legislation. Now, what I'm about to read to you, I wonder, they're going to try, but things like this have been shot down before by courts, so we'll see if they can get away with this. But this is Colorado for you. And to the listeners down in Colorado, <clears throat> sorry that you have to deal with stuff like this from time to time. But this is who Coloradans are voting into office, so this is what you get. Colorado used to be such a great state. I used to want to live there. When I was an East Coaster growing up in Florida, I used to look at Denver and think, oh, man, imagine living in Denver. Now uh, I even sometimes dread visiting Denver. It's gotten that bad, but all right. The story says, as the Colorado legislator continues a host of gun regulations, including a proposed, here we go, assault weapons ban. Pause right there. I'm not going to go all the way into it. We've done it so many times before. 
They don't even know what an assault weapon is. They repeatedly misunderstand types of guns and what an assault weapon is. All right. To Wyomingites with different views on gun control say drastic measures remain unlikely in Wyoming. That's true. We're very different here. Quote, there may be a lot of legislation to ban in other states, but that's not our focus here in Wyoming. Beth Howard of Cheyenne, spokeswoman for gun safety group Mom Demands Action, told Cowboy State Daily. Wyoming has one of the highest suicide rates in the country. We're going to try to save lives. Hang on a second. I'm going to pause right there. Oftentimes, the suicide rate, just like the murder rate, is associated with guns. If you took the guns away, the suicide rate remains the same. It, It doesn't mean that people committed suicide because there was a gun. They'll find a way. In fact, something I was thinking about earlier this morning when I was sort of reviewing this article... There's a from time to there's a murder and I'll look it up in just a moment here. There's a, a mass shooting that happened in a European country. I'll pull up that story in just a moment. But a mass shooting happened in a European country. Now you're constantly told when there's a mass shooting in America. Well, other developed nations don't have mass shootings. They don't have them in Europe. Yes, they do. Well, they don't have them as much as America. Hang on, not a fair comparison. America is knitted together, essentially, 50 separate countries in one cooperative. All right, so one European nation equals one of our states. If you made a comparison like that, well, then we don't have the the highest number of gun-related deaths, crimes, etc., etc. But if you take the United States of America, all 50 states, and compare it to one European country, of course we beat them. So it's not a fair comparison in that sense. But also in Europe, even those countries that have high number, well, high gun control legislation, or even have pretty much flat-out ban guns, They still have mass shootings, but also they still have a high suicide rate. People still kill in other ways, using trucks and knives and et cetera, et cetera. So when I see someone here that says, well, we want to deal with the suicide rate in Wyoming, then you want to deal with mental health issues. Quit focusing on the tool that's used because, again, you take that tool away, they're just going to use something else. It's not about the suicide It's uh, or about the gun. It's the fact that they want to commit suicide. All right, so uh, represent, Representative Jared Harrelson, Republican Wheatland, a gun rights advocate, takes a dim view of Colorado's proposed legislation. He said none of them, gun control bills, are good. But the worst one is placing the liability on the manufacturer for third-party crimes, which my opinion is absolutely reckless. Now, here's where I agree with him on this. Some years ago, I love telling this story. I really do. Some years ago, I was looking at a story where a wife, a husband comes home from work, and the wife says, Honey, I've redecorated the bedroom. I want to show you. Okay. So she wants to blindfold him, lead him into the bedroom, and then have the big reveal. And he's probably thinking, Kinky. Okay, sounds great. So she puts a blindfold on him, 
And then she grabs a hammer and whacks him upside the head. Now, I wanted to read that story on the air. And just before I got on the air with that story, I accidentally clicked off and I had to go find it again. So I Googled woman kills man with hammer, kills husband with hammer, something like that. And I ended up getting all of these articles and statistics and studies. It turns out a lot of women kill men using hammers. In fact, it's so ba- it's a it's a very popular weapon with women beating or killing men to use hammers. In which case I started to wonder should we have hammer legislation? When a woman goes into a hardware store to buy a hammer, should we have to have a background check? Should she have to get a permit for a hammer? If she's walking around with a tool belt and a hammer, that's open carry. She puts it in her purse, that's concealed carry. The number of people, why don't we have hammer legislation out there? But we never seem to do, see, we're focusing on the tool here, right? Okay. So uh, when we take a look at the Colorado legislation, he said, this is uh, this gentleman up here, Jeremy Haraldson, Republican Wheatland, um, he said the worst one is placing liability on the manufacturers for guns. Should we, when a woman picks up a hammer and whacks a guy in the head when he's a, many times a man sleeping and she just comes in with a hammer and whack, I can show you story after story. It really surprised me when I started finding those stories. Should we then blame the manufacturer of the hammer? Should we sue the manufacturer of the hammer? Because... People are being beaten to death with hammers. Those people who are stabbed with knives, a lot of people get stabbed and killed with knives every single year. Should we sue the knife manufacturer? Yeah, okay. Well, if you want to go down that road. All right, let's read on here. Haraldson was referring to a four-part gun control bill being considered by a Colorado legislature, which includes three-day wait period for firearms purchase, increasing the legal age from 18 to 21, expanding red flag laws regarding who can ask court for temporary remove someone's gun under a protection order, making it easy to sue firearm manufacturers for liability in murders and mass killings. The proposed, and I put this in air quotes, assault weapons ban was introduced later regarding the liability measure. Haraldson said that would be like somebody suing Chevy if I took my truck and drove it through a shopping mall, killed a bunch of people, would it be Chevy's fault or mine? He said, we know that red flag laws in other states do save, oh, this is uh, Haraldson saying red flag laws do save us states, uh, lives in other states. Such measures, uh, we can legally remove firearms from someone who is actually showing themselves to be a threat. However, he said he doesn't like red flag laws expanding to waiting periods which he considers pointless. You either pass your background check or you don't, he said. How it would affect Wyoming. Uh, Neither Haraldson nor Howard expects any bans for any kind of... And the story here says assault weapons. Again, even Cowboy State Daily is misidentifying what is an assault weapon. Howard says, uh, more concerned about how other neighboring states such as Idaho continue to loosen gun regulations... In fact, for those who worry about your gun rights, you might find it interesting that when you look across the country, what you find in Colorado is actually unusual. 
most states are loosening their gun laws and making it easier to own a gun uh, for the same, in the same way that Wyoming does here. If you're a law-abiding citizen, do what you want. If you have a criminal record, not so fast. So actually, gun control laws across the country are getting better, not worse, but st states like Colorado, of course, still your outliers, and New York and Washington, D.C., and et cetera. 717 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Germany. I'm going to read that again. Seven people reportedly shot dead, eight injured in a bloodbath church attack in Hamburg, Germany. Now, again, you're told, incorrectly so, you're told, well, uh, other developed nations don't have this kind of a problem that America does. Yes, they do. These things never happen in places like Germany, like this, you mean? And again, they always assume, you know, it's mass murder because it had a gun involved. What about mass murders that happen when there isn't a gun, but it's still a mass murder? They're so focused on just the gun, they're not focused on the mass murder part. So here's the story. Seven people shot dead in what's being described as a bloodbath in a church in Hamburg, Germany, Thursday evening. Hamburg police said they have discovered lifeless persons at the community center. They believe could, uh, some, one of them they think could be the shooter involved in the attack. However, they say they will continue to search to find out who the perpetrator might be, if that's not him. Uh, contrary to initial reports, police say there is no indication of a fleeing perpetrator so far. So they think, yeah, it might be the guy there in the church. According to the report, the largest circulation newspaper in Europe, Berlin-based uh, tabloid, at least seven people were shot and killed in the attack. The paper describes it as a bloodbath. Went on to report that, according to the sources, uh, further eight people were eight people killed, eight people injured. The shooting occurred around 9 p.m. local time, and then talks about uh, mass shooting believed to have occurred local Jehovah Witnesses Center. So, Chet and Yoder, you were correct about that. It was Jehovah's Witness Center. In a statement posted on social media, Hamburg police said, according to initial findings, a shot was fired at the church. It talks about where several people seriously injured, and police were on site immediately with large forces. And that's again, they didn't find the shooter, so that's where they assume, well, you know. So far, there's no reliable information on the motive for the crime. Police also warn residents in the area stay inside for now until they find whoever they think could possibly be the shooter. Now, once again, now let's break this down just a little bit. First off, well, you know, things like this don't happen in other countries, just America. Uh, well, then what was that? You remember a few years ago, uh, some of you can probably help me where, I think it was Netherlands. There was some uh, island 
that is reserved. There's a little. There's a nice building on the island, but nobody really lives there. And it's a place where people hold events, weddings, stuff like that. So there was some event going on, and the only place, the only way to get to the island is by boat. By the way, that's why people like to go to this rare, really beautiful small island with this one nice building on it, and then they hold events. So during some event, this shooter shows up. And he's the only one who has guns. And man, does he have a lot of guns. And it's not just that he owns guns, which you're not really allowed to do where he was. It was illegal to own guns where he was. But he also got a hold of the kinds of guns which nobody's supposed to have out there. So how does this work? How do you have so many guns, especially guns that are declared illegal in these countries, and this guy gets onto the island with all of those guns, and he just starts wiping people out. And there's nothing they can do because there's nobody there that can shoot back. And so it was just a slaughter. But again, remember, these things don't happen in other countries just here in America. Well, they made the guns illegal. So how is it possible that a shooting like this could happen? But let's break it apart even more. Why just focus on the gun? I've brought up stories like this before. I've given you stories out of Europe, and it's happened in America too, but I've given you stories out of Europe where somebody takes a big rental truck, big semi-truck, something like that, and just goes plowing through crowds. And I've listed all sorts of other ways that mass murder has been committed in other countries, including homemade gas bombs, Molotov cocktails, etc., etc., etc. So... Why is the focus only on just one tool that people use in situations like this? As if we just ban that one tool and this kind of thing would never happen again. This is where I continue to point out that if you take away that one tool, it still happens. They just use something different. Europe is a violent place. Mass killings happen all the time in Europe. But statistically speaking, when they add up mass killings, they tend just to add up mass killings with guns. Well, if you added up all mass killings, you would find a completely different statistic. Those people who say it happens more in America than anywhere else, if you only look at guns, but if you look at all the other ways that mass killings are committed, then you find out, in fact, the numbers are, actually, are are pretty damn close. They're really actually very close. Not entirely, but very close. So, yeah, it's a lie, or maybe just ignorant people, who will say to you that these things don't happen in other countries. Yes, they do. And here's Hamburg, Germany. But again, let's not just focus on the gun. Hamburg, Germany, that shooting involved someone with a gun. And I'm not sure about the legality of owning or not owning guns in Germany. I'm not sure about that. But let's for imagine them say they had very strict gun laws. Then how did this guy do what he did? I'd like to know. If a gun wasn't available, he would have found a way to commit this killing in, the, in some other way. Coming up on 729. Now, we got local news heading your way right after local news update on the weather forecast. DJ and Gillette just sent me a dynamite story, which I cannot wait about people who steal catalytic converters and karma. Then you and I get back into it again. Oh, Don Day with Weather Forecast 745. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Seven thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Friday. I'm glad you made it. Thanks to DJ and Gillette. I wish I'd found this first, but she found it before me. So she was nice enough to send it to me. This is going to make your day. So as I read this to you, take this story to work. So when people are looking for something to talk about during that lull in the conversation, and when you go out with your friends this weekend and you're looking for something interesting to drop on them, bring this story and remember to credit DJ from Gillette. So, you know, catalytic converter thefts are at an all-time high. Now, I had somebody explain to me one time exactly what's inside a catalytic converter that makes it so valuable that people want to steal. And even for people in Wyoming, in fact, I've talked to some people in the police department in Cheyenne, Wyoming, for example. Catalytic converter thefts are really high. So, let's talk karma. What's the worst that could happen to these people? That would be total karma. Headline, people are getting crushed to death during catalytic converter thefts. (laughs) I'm not supposed to laugh at that, am I? I'm just, no, I'm not. That's just wrong. People are getting crushed to death catalytic converter thefts. Wow. I mean, I cannot imagine a better headline to lead us all into the weekend. And thank you for that, DJ. So you imagine, so let's, let's take a look at how this goes down. So somebody has this idea, they're going to steal a catalytic, I don't even know, where would you, where do you hawk that? Where do you sell that sucker at? I don't know enough about this to know where you would take a catalytic converter. In fact, if I were to crawl under your vehicle to steal one right now, you rest assured that I have no idea what I'm doing. In fact, I will make a mess out of the undercarriage of your car, and I'll probably take anything but the catalytic converter because I have no idea what it looks like. Sorry, I'm just, that's just not my thing. I'm just not into vehicles like a lot of you folks are. So, uh, okay, let's say I did steal, though. I was stealing your catalytic converter. What would I have to do in order to steal it? Well, I would bet in order to get at it, I might need, uh, if your car is sort of a low rider, I mean, if it's, a, if it's a big pickup truck, I might be able to just roll under there and grab it. But for a lot of vehicles, no, I'm going to need a little more room. So I have to jack the vehicle up. And that's where they run into trouble because the car is sitting up on a jack and the person underneath is rocking the car back and forth as they're trying to remove the thing. And eventually the jack either tips over or gives way and the car comes down on the thief underneath trying to steal the catalytic converter. And so when they find his legs sticking out from under the vehicle... And they wonder, why is that guy underneath my car, and what's with the pool of blood? And so they lift the car off, and they can tell right away what he's been doing. He was trying to steal the catalytic converter. Now, let's say the guy survives. He's fine, because the story says they're getting crushed to death. But let's say the guy survives. And now he's in front of a judge, and he's all mangled up because, you know, a car fell on his head. If I were the judge... I would be very tempted to not sentence him 
to any prison. Now, he's going to have to pay for the vehicle and the damage is done to the vehicle. He's going to have to pay his own hospital costs. That's not going to be on the state or anybody else. Although I'm sure some people would try to sue the manufacturer of the jack or the owner of the automobile for being hurt underneath the vehicle that they were trying to steal the catalytic converter from. No, that kind of stuff actually does happen. But no, this guy's going to have to pay his hospital bill. He's going to have to pay for the vehicle that he damaged as well. And then rather than putting him in jail, I'll then take his picture and story. And I'll make sure it hits every news outlet that I can possibly find to cover it with a before and after picture of his face and other injuries. I'm hoping the car fell on his face. Okay. Yeah, then I can have a before and after picture of that. And that, to me, should be punishment enough. If you think he still needs jail time, I get it. But for me, I'm like, no. I think uh, karma did most of the work. As a judge, I would just have to finish the job. But I think karma, in that case, did most of the work. Now, I wonder if, as I'm saying this, there's anyone out there who is a catalytic converter thief who is starting to rethink how they jack up a car in order to steal a catalytic converter. Yeah, I'm sure somebody out there is going to make sure that sucker doesn't land on my head when I'm trying to steal the thing. But okay, I, now, the next thing I want, and it's not in the story here, is how often does this happen? I mean, the more often, the better. Okay, But out of every catalytic converter, name how many catalytic converter thefts will happen in America this year? How many thieves got crushed by the vehicle? The higher the percentage, the better, as far as I'm concerned. All right, Don Day is coming up with your forecast for the weekend. The entire forecast for the next five days almost doesn't suck. We'll have him on in a few minutes. 742. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Next time on Wyoming News, Weather, and a Pocket Full of Opinions. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. If all has gone well, I've got Don Day from Dayweather on the line here. Uh, Don, I'm listening to your forecast all the way up through, let's say, next Wednesday, not Thursday. And I'm going to go ahead and paraphrase. The weather for the next uh, five days or so almost doesn't suck. How am I doing? Well, yeah. I mean, today in some parts of Wyoming, it will be that S word with really strong winds and we're going to see heavy snow into the far western border parts of the state and you go down into that uh, Shirley Basin muddy gap area winds are gusting 60 miles an hour this morning with blowing snow this is all due to a front that's going to be moving through the state very quickly today so today really not good in some areas however Uh, Once we get into Saturday and Sunday, while it really won't be all that mild, it'll still be a little bit chilly. It really won't be all that bad. We'll have some windy areas, but with the system moving out very quickly, we don't have a lot happening Saturday through probably Tuesday. Okay. See, that to me almost doesn't suck. That's not too bad. Temperature-wise, it looks like things are – do we want to call it mild for this time of year? No. We can't say mild. Until f- we start seeing temperatures that are at average. Okay, I'm trying to be optimistic here. So, okay, now, but, but I'm not going to say cold, though. By Tuesday, uh, I think most of the state, we will definitely, we could use the M word. 
I mean, okay. I see fifties and even some lower sixties out in eastern Wyoming on Tuesday. Wow! And and you're actually saying the M word, are you? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, uh, do we see anything? Because we get to Thursday, things start to change a little bit. What's that look like? Well, we're going to see a, a trough of low pressure come off the California coast again and come into the central Rockies sometime in the late Wednesday, Wednesday night, Thursday time frame. And there's some indications that it may end up being a snow producer for parts of Wyoming and other surrounding states. Uh, a lot of question marks with it. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, there's going to be, across the United States, several storm systems that are going to be of pretty strong magnitude. It does look like the northeast United States. They're going to get a system here over the next couple of days, but we could see a major New England storm developing early next week. And when you get a major system like that in the pattern, well, the weather here out west gets a little bit less reliable in terms of these troughs coming off the west coast. So, um, Monday, we should have a better idea. But if you were to ask me, you know, when's the next larger system approaching that we need to keep an eye on? It's that Wednesday, Thursday time frame. Yeah, okay. Because everybody's waiting. You know, this always happens. They're waiting for that spring storm. You know, this is what you did this earlier this winter. You kept yeah. saying that, and then, you know, all heck broke loose. So, you so know, it was I, my fault. Well, you see, I'm trying, you know, I will tell you the complaint department here is so full. I've got to start shifting blame elsewhere here. Soon. I see. Okay. We'll just go ahead and dump that on me. Fine. I'll take it this year, but next year it's your fault again. Okay. All right. Thank you, Don. Have a great weekend, Don. Day with Day Weather Off. We go to Frank Gambino's waiting by. Uh, you, however, Frank, will be inside all weekend. Yes. And, the, you know, there's the weather is, uh, the wind is one mile an hour north. One right. mile an hour south, one uh, mile an hour east, and one mile an hour west. Okay. Yeah. Can you beat that? No, not at all. I mean, I was I was on the road, and most of the way I had this nice tailwind until I hit this one area, which is known for a crosswind. And, you know, there's certain times when I would like to pass that truck because they're going a little slower than I would like, yeah. but I'm, I'm not going to pass the truck. Th- that must have been by Bordeaux. Uh, chug water. Around, yeah, give or take. Yeah, yeah, around that area, yeah. So that's usually where that heavy crosswind comes in. So you're used to that anyway. Yeah. All right, now, you're going to be inside this entire time, but it's not just up there at the Ford Center in Casper. I mean, there's events all over the state, though. Right, right, but I, th- that's where I'll be from right. roughly 9 this morning until 9.30 tonight. Okay. Wow. Nine this morning tonight. And what time did you get here this morning? I got here at uh, six, uh, six o'clock. Six o'clock. So I think I pull long days. Are you working Saturday too? Oh, yeah. That's the championship okay. games. Right. Uh, yeah. Now, but you don't consider it working, though. Well, I have to observe. Okay. You know, and, and, and I have to commiserate. You take your naps up there, and too. And take my naps. You know, okay. i got to make sure that okay. I, I visit the the Snackage Emporium. Okay. You know, That's three great, yeah. times I'll get it today. Three. I should uh, show up one of these days and just do a, a photo gallery on the Snackage Emporium to see what they have there. I, I think you, you should. I mean, they're, they're yeah. serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're, they're proud yeah. to host the best committee, yes. Okay. Can't be healthy food because we see what you look oh, like. So that's not, no. Is there healthy food? Well, is chicken healthy? Okay. Is How'd chili you, healthy? May, sometimes. How about celery and carrots? Uh, it depends who made it. How about cookies? Uh, cookies, always. 
Let's Muffins. Okay. Yeah. State 3A and 4A high school basketball tournament rolls along today in Casper in the 4A boys bracket. Cheyenne East knocked off Jackson 49-39. There's Drew Jackson led East with 19. Laramie beat Riverton 67-54. Neil Summers had 22 points and 18 rebounds for the Plainsmen. Number uh, two number one seeds lost yesterday. Thunder Basin was defeated by Cody 51-26 and Star Valley uh, lost to Campbell County 58-55. So tonight in the 4A boys semifinals at the Ford Center, East and Campbell County at 7 Laramie will be Cody at 9. In the 4A girls bracket, defending state champion Cheyenne East defeated Star Valley 46-26. Brady Schlapps at 12 points for the Thunderbirds. Kelly Walsh lost to Thunder Basin 63-33. Cody a winner over Campbell County 46-26 and Sheridan down Green River. So in the semifinal round at the Ford Center will be Sheridan and Thunder Basin at 430 while Cheyenne East takes on Cody at 6. Those two teams met for the 4A championship the last two years running. Kelly Walsh in a loser out game at 9 this morning beating Green River. In the 3A boys bracket, Lyman over Wheatland 32-17. Douglas beat Lovell 72-42. Buffalo Edge Powell 38-35. And Worland over Torrington 72-32. In the boys semifinals at Natrona, Lyman and Douglas at 7-30. Buffalo will play Worland at 9. In the 3A girls bracket, Douglas beat Powell 68-32. Lyman Edge Torrington 42-39. Newcastle over Pinedale 54-33. And Buffalo defeated Mountain View 66-34. In the 3A girls semifinals, Douglas will play Lyman at 4-30 at Natrona. Trona followed by Buffalo and Newcastle at 6. The championship games at the Ford Center will be tomorrow. 3A girls at 3.30, 3A boys at 5, 4A girls at 6.30, and the 4A boys title game will be at 8. Junior college basketball, the Region 9 tournaments move along today. Casper College is hosting the men's tournament. The T-Birds defeated Otero yesterday, 90-83, to as Jamison Epps had 27 points and 11 rebounds for Casper. The LCCC men beat Western Nebraska, 88-63. Brandon Tachoya with 24, 24 points for the Golden Eagles. So Casper College will play LCCC trip in a semifinal game tonight at 7 p.m. at the Erickson Gym. The Women's Region 9 Tournament is at Western Nebraska and Scotts Bluff. Casper College rated 15th in the country, beat NJC from Sterling, Colorado, 93-76. Kelly Walsh grad Logan Alvar with 21. The LCCC women defeated Otero, 77-56. Thanks to 24 points from Monique Marcetic Votengi. So Casper College will beat LCCC in the semifinals of the Women's Region 9 Tournament at 5 p.m. in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Sean and Casper is backing me up on what I was saying to Don Day, and I know you will too. You're right. We are waiting for that spring storm. So I'd like to start taking, yeah, let's do like a pool here to find out when do you think it's going to hit. Okay, there, there, it's plural. We've got yeah. two, oh, two coming. Two. Okay, or so, three. Okay, and so can you at some point write down the dates that you think they're going to hit? Let, let's... I'll, May the 13th. May 13th. Will be Got the, it. Will be the last one. <laughs> will be the last one. Okay. Frank's in for May 13th. Yeah. Uh, just leave some money with Miss Mary. Oh, okay. And we'll start an office pool. She, she'll spend it. I'm sure she just loves it when people leave money with her. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time after that. And then weather forecast. And we do open phones in the 8 o'clock hour. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. Talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. Fine by me. To wake up Wyoming. Six oh six. Eight oh six is the time. 
Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Friday and it is open phones. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Hey, Miss Mary, uh, see if you can open up a notepad. I'm thinking there on your screen. When did Frank say he thought uh, the storm was going to hit? Although th- Frank predicts three storms, but he gave us a date. You put that one down. We're starting a pool here, folks. You can get in on this too. When is the big spring storm going to hit? Now, Mary said the week before Easter. Now, when I read that, Mary, I'm thinking, are you saying the entire week before Easter or sometime in the week before Easter? Because the way those spring storms can hit sometimes, it might hit for the entire week before Easter. So whatever you want, put that down in there as well. I haven't decided on my date yet, but anybody else out there who wants to predict We all know there's always that big spring storm. And nature in Wyoming suckers us. It gives us a few nice days, maybe a week or so. It's pleasant. There's there's buds on the trees. In fact, I'm looking across the street right now, and I'm third floor. There's some trees out there, so I can look right there and right into the tops of the trees. And the trees are starting to get little buds on them. So at some point... Things start to bud and get green. There's no wind for a while, and then, bam, it hits. That's what Wyoming weather is like. So at some point, we all know this is going to happen. If you have a date when you think the spring storm is going to hit, you can uh, send me a message. Use the Wake Up Wyoming app. Okay, just go ahead and send a message there by hitting the chat button, or you can just leave a message with Miss Mary. Okay, triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S, and just go ahead and give your name, where you're from, and what you think the date of the spring storm is going to be. And I'll keep this going for a little while so we can get up a whole bunch of people. I ask people around the office too, people I work with. When do they think? And we can just go ahead and get the predictions. And based on that, we can probably make some kind of a prediction graph to find out when most people think the storm is going to hit. Then we'll see how accurate we are. Now, I know some of you are just guessing, and that's fine. You're throwing a dart at the dartboard. That's fine. That is just as accurate as what any meteorologist would do. With all due respect to Don Day, he knows as well as the rest of us that predicting when the spring storm is going to come, you might as well just throw a dart at the dartboard. But okay, so Miss Mary, let me see, writing that down. Thank you, Miss Mary. Uh, No, I, I, I wrote that to you. Never mind, I just read my own message. Okay, so 888-97 with the phone number. From Cowboy State Daily, you know I'm a big proponent of school choice, right? I like the idea of school vouchers, school choice. Not just because across America, public schools are having problems. There are some very good teachers out there. There are some good public schools out there, so it's not everybody. But there are plenty of schools out there and teachers out there and administrators who are a problem. And a lot of your tax money gets wasted in the public school system. Even here in Wyoming, where we spend more per student than most states, but not with better results. Oftentimes, people who are spending less money are actually getting better results, which should show to some people who never seem to get it that it's not about the money you spend, it's how you teach in the classroom. Every time we take a look at maybe low test scores or dropout rates, right away someone says, well, let's spend more money. 
<clears throat> it's not the money. The money's not the issue. You can spend more money and get the same results. That's been shown time and time again. All right, so the article from Cowboy State Daily. Wyoming school choice advocates cheer charter school expansion. Teachers, not so much. The story says school choice advocates are rejoicing at the passage of a charter school-friendly law that has passed the Wyoming legislators now waiting for the governor's signature. As long as Governor Mark Gordon doesn't veto it, Senate File 174, if you want to read it. And he'll create eight-person appointed board that exists solely to review authorized and oversee charter schools, which will likely make it easier for those schools to get approval. I'm absolutely ecstatic about it, said Representative Jared Olson, Republican Cheyenne, the bill's sponsor and founding member of a newly approved charter school, the Cheyenne Classical Academy. I know you folks in Casper also have a new charter school coming up, and I think the Chugwater area, too. I would like to see besides charter schools uh, a voucher program for private schools and so on. But, uh, quote, the governor is still reviewing the bill and is considering it carefully. Uh, governor has until March 18th. If he doesn't sign it, it just automatically becomes law. The story says Wyoming charter schools for years had to go through local school boards for authorizations to operate, which school choice proponents say as a disadvantage charter schools because pre-existing public schools often don't see that. Well, they see them as a funding threat. If you have a charter school and kids go to the charter school, it takes money away from the local public school. The money follows the kid. So Wyoming in 2022 launched a pilot program allowing the state's top five elected officials to approve up to three new charter schools, which they did. The three new schools include the Cheyenne One, one in Casper, at both our Hillsdale College-directed curriculum, and another one in Chugwater that will use a project and place-based uh, education, more hands-on learning. Uh, that's only the beginning, says Olson. He says the authorizer can be the biggest impediment to opening a new school. So I think just having an alternative for charter schools is going to be instrumental, he said, for Wyoming. Well, okay. Wyoming Education, here we go. The Wyoming Education Association for Educators Existing K-12 through Schools strongly oppose this legislation. In a February 22nd House Education Committee meeting, Wyoming Education Association, which represents about 6,000 teachers, testified against the bill, saying it's not a miracle fix school choice proponent says that the school choice opponents say it is. Tate Mullen, government relations director for the association, said K-12 establishment is not against school choice competition. Nothing could be further from the truth. He said Wyoming's numerous rural communities make it difficult for charter schools to drive education costs down through competition because there, there aren't enough students to satisfy adding new facilities and administrators to accommodate these startups. Mullen, you, know, you don't actually need to have a lot of people to do a charter school. You, you really don't. You can have a charter school with just maybe like a handful, like five students in there. That worked just fine. Again, the money follows the students. So if the school actually is that small, then maybe you just have a one-room class situation, which is just fine. That's A lot of attention can be paid to each student in a situation like that. So 
quote, it's irresponsible policy to escalate the cost of education without meeting those prior obligations, said Mullen, adding that current charter schools have consumed about $14 million in additional education costs. They should actually be consuming less. If that's true, then something's wrong. They should actually be consuming a whole lot less, not more, because it's cheaper to operate a charter school. Bill in Goshen about the spring storm. Hello, Bill. Is Bill there? I heard a click. There you are. No, I'm not hearing Bill. Hello. Yeah. There you are. Yes, sir. What you got for me? Yeah. Here's a prediction on the storm for this spring. Okay. If you go back and look at uh, data over the years, you'll see that close to Mother's Day, we have had a major spring storm. Not a blizzard, but heavy, heavy, heavy snow. Okay. And, yeah, uh, in 2017, I believe 16, there on right on Mother's Day, there was 20 inches. Mm-hmm. 17, there was 20 inches on Mother's Day. And 18, there was 20 inches or so a week after Mother's Day. Now, right away, and, that means somebody else out there, somebody listening to you thinks you're blaming mothers. <laughs> well, I hope not. But yeah. uh, any, anyway, if you go back and check the records, and, and this happened several times in the 60s and 70s also, mm-hmm. right close to Mother's Day. Okay, so you're saying, are you going to say right close to like just before Mother's Day? I would say one side or the other real close. Okay, so Bill in Goshen, let's just put him down for real close to Mother's Day. All right, thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. What we're doing here, and Miss Mary says uh, the week before Easter, which I still want to know, Mary, is that the entire week before Easter that we're going to get hit by a storm or just somewhere within the week before Easter, like a one-day storm? When does the spring storm hit that we all know is coming every single year that completely buries us? All right, so we got a prediction from Frank Gambino. We got a prediction from Mary. Bill in Goshen says it's like around Mother's Day, just before or after Mother's Day. Triple eight ninety seven Woods with your prediction, or use the Wake Up Wyoming app and send us a text message. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Good morning, Travel Network. He's happy to take a look. Call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. At 22 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. Okay, the predictions are coming in here. Uh, Asking the question, when do you think the spring storm is going to hit? Miss Mary says week before uh, Easter, which I'm thinking. And say, as Mary says, Easter is the ninth, so she'll take the fifth through the sixth. Okay, so Miss Mary's nailed it down. She thinks uh, the fifth through the sixth, just before Easter, is when the storm is going to hit. Now, some of the other predictions: Ity John is guessing April fifteenth, tax day. So we get hit by both a bureaucratic blizzard and a blizzard blizzard on the same day. Chet Yoder says April 28th. Rhiannon Fort Danger says right on Easter is when she thinks it's going to hit. I also like this since I was talking about, for those who missed the story, DJ and Gillette sent us a story that people are stealing catalytic converters from cars. Uh, A number of them have been crushed under the car as they were trying to steal the catalytic converter, which I called karma. 
Don from Laramie. Getting crushed while stealing a catalytic converter is karma. Seriously, I hadn't thought about it that way. Glad you pointed it out. Okay, I'll go with that. Let's see. Do I have all of the predictions? I haven't made mine yet, but at some point, I'll make my prediction for when I think the spring storm is going to hit because we all know it's going to. And then for scientific analysis, I'll go ahead and pass all of that to Don Day. So he can go ahead and maybe I, I'll see if I can get a prediction for the spring storm out from Don Day. I kind of doubt it, but I'll go ahead and give that a try. Now, if you have a prediction, fine. Triple eight ninety seven woods is the phone number. Or use your Wake Up Wyoming app and send that a, a send a text. Uh, White Eagle, Arapaho, a few days before April after the spring equinox. Okay. Uh, from you see, Michael and Casper, how long has the earth been around? Morning. How are you this morning? Very good. So, okay, how long has the Earth been around? Well, according to the Bible, it's a little over 6,000 years, depending on whether Zachariah <laughs> begot Levi or not. But um, the, there's, there's so many different things that prove that, the, that, that proof have come out recently that <laughs> proves that the Bible is correct and all these morons. Uh, scientists who <clears throat> just assume that it took a million years to make a fossilized rock right. uh, and, and then took that one rock and used it for carbon dating. Uh, well, like, for example, on the mountain in Turkey, they have found a fossilized wooden boat structure that matches uh, to the exact um, measurement as Noah's Ark. Okay. Uh, well, let me try this. Let me try this and see... Uh, you're going to have to sort of think outside the box in this one, right? Let's say okay. right now you and I were standing outside. We'll say it's nighttime, and we're looking at Mars in the sky. Now, on average, depending on where Mars is, but on average it takes about 20 minutes for the light to get from Mars to us at the speed of light, right? So if Mars were to blow up, you and I wouldn't see it for about 20 minutes. We're a little behind the schedule here, right? Because of how long it takes right. to travel. Okay. So if we're looking at a galaxy off in space that's 100 million years out, and we can prove that it's that far out, that means the universe is at least that old. And in fact, we can see galaxies that are way, way, way farther out than that, which billions of light years out. So that means that the universe has been around for billions of years, not like 6,000 years. What about that? Well, um, it, it, it contradicts, and I get what you're saying, mm -hmm. but... I, I, I'm, I don't always live the way that I should. I try. Okay. Forgive me. Okay. But um, I believe that, that, that here's the thing. If God can, which he can, uh, here, and I'll give you some, I can give you some more proofs in a second, but I'm going to finish this, okay. this message, is that when God can say, let there be light, mm -hmm. and then there's light, and um, that... Time travel, time, space, and continuum, the, the time-space continuum that every, the scientists are trying to say, well, you know, sooner or later we'll know how to travel time. Well, God already does. Because, first of all, if you're talking about the God 
that I'm talking about, because all kind of people have gods. There's Buddhists and all of this that are right. false gods. But, but, the, but the God of God and Jesus, when, the, it, it, when he created the universe, he was already there. there but there was the time-space continuum, he already existed. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I don't, I couldn't find, I, I looked it up, I looked it up last night because you were talking about the millions of years yesterday. Right. And I couldn't find anywhere in the Bible where it talked about the, about other universe. But mm-hmm. multiple times it says that God is a jealous God. Right. And maybe this universe is our God, and there's another God somewhere that he's jealous right. of that. Uh, you know, I can't answer that. I, I just faith, think the answer, word. well, but the also, answer in my mind is that there is far more out there in both space and time than human beings will ever be aware of. We're just starting to get an idea of how big and how old the universe is. Some things we got right, some things we're really wrong about because we don't understand it yet. But whether you're talking about what you're reading about in the Bible or what I'm talking about, both of us, I think, have a little bit right, and we're both mostly wrong because we're just living here on Earth, and we really can't see the vastness of the entire universe and all that's out there. No, but allow me to give you a couple of examples, and then you tell okay. me that God doesn't exist. Right. All right. Um, but but uh, for first, another one of them is they excavated in uh, Israel where Jesus was hung on the cross. Uh-huh. And when they excavated down probably about a thousand feet beneath the spot where he was crucified, they found blood particles. Right. That that they dated back to that era, and when they put them, when they rehydrated, did the DNA and all of uh. that type of stuff, you realize that men and women have uh, um, have you know different. One will have an extra. Yeah, we we got to wrap it up. I got about fifteen seconds, and we got to go to news time here. Uh, I tell you okay, what, let's I'm continue this. That. That's okay. I, we're, I'm just coming up against the clock, and we're going to get cut off. Let's talk about this another time, because it's always an interesting conversation for everybody. I like to hear what other people think. Thank you for your call coming up on local news. Update on your weather forecast. Then a nice long segment of open phones, Triple Eight Ninety. By letting you vent, this is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Thirty-six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Triple Eight ninety-seven. What's the phone number? That's eight 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 ninety-seven. W O O D S. Real quick with our last caller, who I, of course, you know, you can talk about anything. And when I go ahead and do open phones, who wanted to talk about the age of the Earth and the age of the universe? And you notice I, I let him go ahead and give his point of view. I talked about mine, and we kept talking because even though we have disagreements there, that's how people respectfully have disagreements. In fact. For those people who love to get a call from Dave in San Francisco, according to Miss Mary, Dave actually lasted an entire seven minutes on the program, and I only had to let him go because I ran out of time, like I did with the last caller. And that's because I usually hang up on Dave because he's a jerk, but Dave was respectful this last time. I know, right? Hard to believe, but he was actually respectful this last time. 
So we had a nice conversation. We disagreed on everything, but we kept going. That's how adults talk to each other. So now when it came, just so you know my opinion on it, when it comes to the age of the universe and the creation of the universe and so I put a big, we are learning a lot, but we don't know nearly everything yet. There's some really good theories out there based on some really good evidence, but we are so far away from knowing how big everything is and how everything came to be. There's always new information that defeats the old information. And so it's been very interesting during the course of my life as we, I mean, think about this. When my parents were kids and they were, they were born in the Great Depression. When they were kids in the Great Depression, all we knew about the universe was what little we could see of our own galaxy. And we assumed that that was the entire universe. As my parents got older, scientists began to realize that the galaxy was much bigger. Didn't know the shape of the galaxy, but it was much bigger than that. And even then, though, they figured everything was still kind of static and not moving. But there were things that they out there that they were called nebula at the time, but they really didn't know what they were until eventually it was figured out. They, and this, they called galaxies at the time island universes. They didn't have the name galaxy yet. But the idea that there's other island universes out there like our own, well, I mean, that, was, that really tossed the entire scientific community. There's a lot of argument about that. reason we have the Hubble telescope is because one of the scientists that proved it was Edwin Hubble, who was taking pictures of these island universes, later called galaxies. And not only did he discover that they exist, but that they're moving away from us. Everything's, everything's spreading out at a very high rate of speed. And so that was pre he was the first to show it. And other scientists, astronomers came up behind and matched the evidence with the same observations. And so during the course of my parents' life, we went from only knowing what we could see of our galaxy to understanding the galaxy was bigger, but still thinking that was the entire universe, to understanding that there were other galaxies out there, like our own galaxy. We were just one of many galaxies, to the point that in my parents' lifetime, we knew about hundreds of billions of galaxies. Now we know about trillions of galaxies, and we're finding more all the time. And this whole universe that we're studying keeps getting bigger, and we understand it to be older. We don't know what's beyond what we can see because we can only see so far. The information just keeps coming in. It just keeps changing. It's perfectly acceptable to say, I don't know. And so while we have a lot of really cool theories about how things came to be, I'm always interested in reading those series, but I'm also interested in always saying, but we really don't know. There's so much going on out there, so much we're discovering all the time. Even our best scientists will find themselves in the I don't know category, and theories will fall away. Whenever I hear someone say, well, believe the science, there is no such thing as the science. The science doesn't exist the science is always changing and evolving. So what we think we are, just like from when my parents were born until when they died, the science was always changing and evolving. And that continues 
to this day. By the time I'm an old man and ready to kick the bucket, our understanding of the universe will probably completely change again. Okay. <clears throat> Miss Mary is doing... Is this a calendar here, Miss Mary? She's She gets so organized. Miss Mary is doing a calendar here of our predictions for the spring storms. So far, I think everybody's in April. There's predictions for April 6th, April 15th, which is tax time. So there's two big blizzards at the same time. Sunday, April 16th, Tuesday, April 25th, and Friday, April 28th. So, so far, everybody thinks our big spring storm is in April. Cool calendar, Miss Mary. All right. If you would like to add to that, we all know we are going to get a big spring storm at some point. We always do. I even was talking with Don Day about it earlier this morning, and he is not in denial of that. He completely gets we are going to get the storm. When? He wouldn't say. But I'll see if I can drag it out. So if you would like to predict, and I'm going to do an office poll out of this, too. I have to ask people in the office to get in on when do you think. It doesn't have to be April. Whenever you think the big storm is going to hit, the last one of the year. Frank Ambino thinks there will be three storms. But we have him down at least from one of them on there as well. So there's two ways you can do this. One, use your Wake Up Wyoming app, free to download at the App Store. And when you open up the app, you'll see the, the toolbars in the middle. You'll see the chat option. So you can go ahead and touch chat and then just go ahead and send your prediction in. And I'll make sure Miss Mary adds it to the calendar. Or you can just call in 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Just call in. All you have to do is tell Miss Mary your name, your first name's fine, what town you're from, and the date that you think the big storm is going to hit, the one big storm that always hits us at the end of the season. Now, I would like to take, I don't know where to find this, but I'll go ahead and, and see if I can dig it up over the weekend. Give me a project over the weekend. There's got to be somewhere out there, some calendar, where somebody has been laying out where this, I should ask Don Day this. Is there a way to look up when do we typically get these storms? Now, that has nothing to do with what's going to happen year by year, but I'll go ahead and ask anyway just to see, is there a time that we typically get that storm? And maybe I can compare that to what everybody's predicting. Yeah, I say, I wonder, Mary, should we come up with a prize for this? If somebody's able to nail the date, what's the prize? Let's think about that because we could come. Look, we're a radio station. We're a radio show here. We can do giveaways. And so there's got to be, I don't know what yet, some kind. I'll think of, we'll think of something, Mary. Somebody nails the date, they win some kind of a prize, and we'll make sure to send it to them one way or the other. So go ahead and get on in. It's 888 woods 888-97-W-O-O-D-S, or use your Wake Up, wake up Wyoming Act to uh, text it to us. All right, 845 is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Next time on Wyoming. Before you face the day at 888-97-WOODS, Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight 
8.48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino about sports. So, Frank, we've got a whole calendar going. When you, when you give an idea to Miss Mary, she gets all organized and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, she does. We have a calendar. You know, she can slap you from where you're sitting right now. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. She can just reach right over the board and just smack you upside the head. She has a calendar now. Oh, okay. And the calendar has these perfect circles on them like you would not believe. So, I mean, asking people based on our last conversation... When do you think the spring storm is going to be hit? Now, everybody so far has predicted April. So some of the dates, April 6th, April 15th, which is tax day. So that's two blizzards at once. Right. I'm going with May the 13th. May the 13th. Okay. And and the prize we should give away is a snow shovel. (laughs) I like that. We might just have to do that. We've got plenty downstairs. Oh. We'll just give one of ours. Oh, just, oh, give a used one? Yeah. Not a new one? No, okay. no, 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 a used okay. one. So, so we don't have to pay, but we'll give you one if you okay. pick the day right. And then there's also April 16th, April 25th, April 20th. So everybody except you. So Ms. Mary will put down your prediction. we got to get a hold of everybody from the office to get in on this one, too. An office any- pool, yeah. Yeah, and anybody else who wants to go ahead and drop their prediction in, we'll use the Wake Up Wyoming app or call Miss Mary at 888 woods and just drop in your prediction there, and we'll go ahead and do a giveaway. I like the snow shovel idea, though I don't like the idea of stealing one from the company. <laughs> All right, we can buy. Uh, uh, they gotta be, but we'll, we'll get them something. Yeah, something nice. With the, with the curvy handle. Uh, exactly, yeah. Something really nice. All metal, construction, stuff like that, you know. And that'll be their prize for picking the right date. And I'm going to be interested. I want to find out. Maybe I'll ask Don Day this. When do we really, I mean, not what everybody thinks they know. When do they really typically tend to get that storm? Which has nothing to do with when we're actually going to get it. No, we'll have one in April and one in May. So you're still convinced of three. Yeah, three total for sure. I'll pick okay. the last one, which is the 13th yeah. of May. 13th of May is what Frank is going for. So are you saying you need a snow shovel? Because- well, yeah. <laughs> I got one of those cheap ones that you, you put in yeah. the car just in case you bottom out. You got to kind of dig yourself out, but it's not really right. effective for actually clearing oh. stairs or sidewalks or anything Wait like that. Wait a second. Wait, we got a couple more before I throw you into sports here. Steven Casper says June 6th, and me and Laramie says May 23rd. Okay. There's a couple outside of April. Okay, go with sports. All right, the state 3A and 4A basketball tournament will roll along today in Casper in the 4A boys bracket. Yesterday in the quarterfinal round, Cheyenne East knocked off Jackson 49-39 to as Drew Jackson led East with 19. Laramie defeated Riverton 67-54. Neil Summers with 22 for the Plainsmen. Two number one seeds lost yesterday in the 4A boys bracket. Thunder Basin was beaten by Cody 51-26 and Star Valley lost to Campbell County 58-55. So tonight in the 4A boys semifinals at the Ford Center, East in Campbell County at 7.30. Laramie will be Cody at 9. In the 4A girls bracket, defending state champion Cheyenne East defeated Star Valley 46-26. Brady Schlabs with 12 for the Thunderbirds. Kelly Walsh lost to Thunder Basin 63-33. Cody a winner over Campbell County 46-26 and Sheridan down Green River 51-39. In the semifinal round at the Ford Center tonight, Sheridan and Thunder Basin at 4.30 while Cheyenne East will take on Cody at 6. Those two teams met for the 4A championship for the last two years running. Kelly Walsh in a loser out game at 9 this morning. 
morning meeting Green River. In the 3A boys bracket, Lyman over Wheatland 32-17. Douglas beat Lovell 72-42. Buffalo Edge Paul 38-35. And Worland defeated Torrington 72-32. In the boys semifinals at Natrona, Lyman and Douglas at 7-30. Buffalo will play Worland at 9. In the 3A girls bracket, Douglas beat Paul 68-32. Lyman over Torrington 42-39. Newcastle over Pinedale 54-33. And Buffalo defeated Mountain View 66-34. In the 3A girls semifinals, Douglas plays Lyman at 4-30 over at Natrona, followed by Buffalo and Newcastle at 6. The championship games at the Ford Center will be tomorrow. 3A girls at 3-30. 3A boys at 5. 4A girls at 6-30. 4A boys will be at 8. Junior college basketball, the Region 9 tournaments move along today. Casper College is hosting the men's tournament, and the T-Birds defeated Otero yesterday 90-83 as Jamison Epps had 27 points and 11 rebounds for Casper. The LCCC men beat Western Nebraska 88-63. Brandon Troya with 24 for the Golden Eagles, so Casper College will play LCCC in a semifinal round game tonight at 7 p.m. at the Erickson Gym. The Women's Region 9 Tournament is at Western Nebraska and Scotts Bluff. Casper College rated 15th in the country, beat NJC 93-76 as Kelly Walsh grad Logan Alvar at 21 points for Casper. The LCCC women defeated Otero 77-56 thanks to 24 points from Monique Marcetic votangi So Casper College will meet LCCC in the semifinals of the Women's Region 9 Tournament tonight at 5 p.m. in Scotts Bluff. Glenn, what, what, what is going on over there? Oh, construction. I mean, it's like they dropped the whole bag of hammers and nails. And In fact, I think what's actually happened is all the construction workers have decided just to stand outside the door here and just <laughs> watch stuff uh, to make... It's that noisy, huh? Yeah, it was like it was like ba boom, okay. ba boom, ba boom. You know, you ever you, when when you drop like drop a pipe and it goes. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, like. that's exactly what's happening over here. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care. Of. We're gonna roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. It's triple eight ninety seven Woods. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Thanks for joining me. All right, phone number to get involved, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. And at some point, like Frank was pointing out, what's all that noise behind me? If you're wondering, is going at a construction site? Yes, literally. The offices and studios all around me are being gutted and redone. And so it's just going to be noisy. I'm used to working in a soundproof booth, but okay. Just kind of rolling with it. What are we doing with multiple predictions? That one is taken. That's a good one. Okay. <clears throat> Let me tell you what Miss Mary is on about. Um, we started early this morning. I started because I'm the instigator. Asking the question, we all know a big spring snowstorm is taken. I mean, it's taken. It's happening. It's going to. We always get that last big storm of the season that just wallops us. And it always happens after we got so used to spring. Oh, we think it's finally over, but we all know it's coming. When is it coming? And Mary has a calendar going. Oh, you should see it. It's so perfectly well put together. It's got these 
absolutely perfect circles on each and every day, and we're marking down your prediction. So if you want to make a prediction, 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Or use your Wake Up Wyoming app, hit chat, and send me uh, whatever date you think it is. I just need your name, where you're from, and your prediction. And if you win... I'll start announcing it on the air. I'm sure we can get back with you because we haven't been taking everybody's name and address down. I'll just go ahead and say, hey, so-and-so won. Now, what do you think, Mary? I'm going to offer up a suggestion and see what you think about it. So now Frank Gambino said the prize we should give away should be a snow shovel. I think that's a cool idea. Now, we haven't settled on that yet, but I do like the idea of we give away a snow shovel. Brett in Gillette asks, does this snow shovel come with an operator? To which I said, yes, the operator is the person who won the shovel. Duh, Brett. Of course. Uh, So I'm wondering, Mary, I I really doubt that one date is going to get too many people. What do you think of the idea if we were to do the snow shovel thing that we just give away more than one shovel? Or we can come up with some other prize. I mean, we don't know what the prize really is yet. We can come up with some kind of a prize that we can give away more than one of. Okay. But we got to settle on what the prize is. I do like this snow shovel idea, but we can come up with something else. Even a gift certificate to someplace. We're, we're a radio show. We have prizes. We can find something to give away. So it should be okay if, if several people pick just one date. Carolyn Casper says, 423. It's my son's birthday. He was born during a snowstorm, and we seem to get weather every year on that day. Okay, so Carol's down for that. We'll see how that plays out. Now, again, if you want to get in on this, this is not the only day I'm going to be asking. I'll do it again next week, too, so we can go ahead and build up some more names and dates. And then, whenever we decide that was the big last snowstorm, and it's got to be. I mean, imagine if, if we have a snowstorm, we say, that was the last one, we're ready to give away the prize, but then maybe two weeks later another storm hits. we got to be careful here. Okay. But we will do a little something to give away and send whoever or people or persons that uh, win that prize. So either use your Wake Up Wyoming app and hit chat to send your prediction or call Miss Mary at 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WODS. It doesn't surprise me how many people think that, well, I'm always used to having it happen on this day, you know, like my son, when my son was born, something like that. It reminds me of, you've always heard that during a full moon, there's more crime, more weird things happen. You heard that your entire life. Why, why is it so active? Hospitals are busier. Police are busier. Always, fire departments are busier. Always during a full moon. What happens? And I remember when I was a kid in school, like middle school, we had a discussion with the teacher as to why we think that. And our, we came to the conclusion, well, uh, it's so busy because, uh, well, the, the moon's out and people can see at night. And so they're out there skulking around. Then some college students did a study some decades ago. And they were, basically it was college students on spring break. And they decided to go ahead and do a study to write it up on spring break for for their next classes when the semester starts again. And so they took a road trip cross-country. And they stopped by different hospitals. 
and police departments and fire departments because every call that they answer is a matter, a matter of public record. And they looked into how busy were emergency rooms and ambulance calls and fire department calls and police calls. And what they found out is the night of a full moon is no more or less busy than any other typical night. The night of no moon is no more or busy than it. There are times on occasion that a full moon might be busy, but there's also just as many times when it's not. And we have really busy nights that's a half moon or a quarter moon or no moon. So if you've heard that your entire life, it's an old wives' tale, as they say. So for those people who think that, well, on this particular date, we always seem to get the And that's how you remember it. And you're probably wrong. You remember it that way, and it's stuck in your head. But you're probably wrong about that. Let's see. Did I get somebody else in here? Uh, Jan, May 21st. But I don't want it to. I don't want a snow shovel. Oh, this is good. Okay, Jan, I'm passing your note on. Jan and Cheyenne says she thinks it's going to be May 21st, but she doesn't want a snow shovel as a prize if she's right. She wants a snow shoveler. <laughs> so I assume Jan already has the snow shovel. She needs to have someone show up and shovel for her. Grandpa Rich is April 25th. I think we got you down for that, Grandpa. Okay. Sister dear, I would enter the contest, but what do you do with this? My sister is in Lake Wales, Florida. I would enter the contest, but what would she do with a snow shovel? <laughs> Well, see, we don't know that the snow shovel is going to be the prize yet. But I tell you what, Sister Dear, I know exactly what you do with the snow shovel. So let's say my sister picks a date when she thinks this big snowstorm that we always get is going to happen. And let's say she wins and we mail her a snow shovel. Then she can display that. I would say hang it up on your back porch out by your lake in Florida. And when anyone asks you, why do you have a snow shovel, you can proudly sit up straight and say, I won a contest. I predicted when the last big snowstorm was going to be in Wyoming for 2023, and I won. And you can point to the snow shovel. You see? You can do something with it. It gives you bragging rights. You have, you'll never use the shovel for anything other than to sit there and brag to your friends that I won that and everybody else in Wyoming who goes through this every single year got it wrong. So, Sister Dear, go ahead and make your prediction. There are some um, May dates that people are picking because we do get snowstorms that late, so you might want to just go ahead and pick your birthday. Just a thought. My sister was surprised one time when she found out that I know when her birthday is. It's about the only birthday I remember except my own. 9.15. Well, it kind of helps when you have a sister nagging you every year about her birthday. You tend to remember it every Nine, Except for your wife. 9.15 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. With the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the phones we go. Mike is in Cheyenne. Morning, Micah. Good morning. I have a question about this whole snowstorm thing. 
Yeah. Okay. I've, I've been looking on my computer, and spring actually begins on March 20th mm-hmm. at 324 Mountain Daylight Time. Right, yeah. In the afternoon. And then the summer begins on June 21st, early right. in the morning. So, does the contest end on June 20th? Yeah. <laughs> and then see, we're going to have to wait to see who the winner is. Yeah, see, I, I was just uh, no, sending a note to Miss Mary. My worry is that we decide, okay, that was the last storm, and then about two weeks later we get hit with another storm. That's right. It's going to be but very difficult. But if we difficult. actually go according to when it really is springtime, then yeah. we'll find out who the winner is okay. on June 21st. Right, because we cannot say that a July storm is our last spring storm. That's, That's true. not possible. So I think you're correct. We're going to have to put an end date on when do we think, you know, the last spring storm, it has to be during the spring months, right? That's true. Yeah, and okay. spring ends June 20th. Okay. Well, I mean, we get, summer starts June 21st. Okay. So, so it has to be. I have another question, too. Yes. Because okay. one of the other people have already picked the date that I was going to pick. So yeah. can... Can more than one person pick yes. the same day? Yes. Oh, really? Okay, that's fine. I, Miss Mary asked me the question, and I thought, well, why can't we have? It's not like we're going to have 50 people on one day. You know, we might have two, may, maybe three, but I think maybe two at the most. That's okay. Right? No, we can give away more okay. than one thing. And it's not guaranteed it's going to be a snow shovel. We haven't decided yet. That was Frank Gambino's idea, which I like, but I'm not sure yet. Maybe actually a little plant that brings in fall weather. <laughs> yeah. So now that we survived spring, or maybe a bouquet of flowers to show that uh, we survived the spring anyway. That's okay. All right. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out for you. Okay. <clears throat> no. And are you also going to occasionally play that little thing about don't fool mother, don't fool with mother nature? Oh yeah, that one <laughs> and the kid that cries. I always play that for Don Day. There's oh, a kid that's right. crying. Yeah. <laughs> you say we got me spring. I'll play that one for sure. Okay. All right. uh, have a good Thank day. Thank you, Mike. Oh, yes. Talk about what happened Thursday. I didn't hear what why you were here Thursday. <clears throat> oh, Thursday. Thankful Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to talk about that? Oh, what? Oh, what happened there? Uh, that's when we raise money for a charitable event every single every single Thursday. I know, but you haven't yeah. said anything about it, so I didn't know. Oh, what I don't know how players. much they. I know there was a lot of people there, and we raised a lot of money, but I don't know how much we raised until like a day or so after. But I just know uh, well, every single I- Thursday, uh, both Casper and Cheyenne hold a thankful Thursday. And they always pick a different charity every Thursday. And it's a big party. I mean, a huge party. Yeah. And there's all sorts of games and prizes and et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of money's raised for a local charity. It? What charity was it for last night? Uh, see, this time it was Senior Care. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. to that. Yeah. All right. all right. Have a good day. All right. Thank you, Micah. Let's see. Miss Mary, uh, I will end... It will end with our last guess. There can be no later. Oh, okay. So our last guess is as late as it can be? Okay. Jim and Casper got hung up on Hannity. Jim, did Hannity hang up on you? 
Or did I lose Jim? Okay. Might have lost Jim. Triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. Well, now I like Mary's idea. She says the whatever our last date is is if it happens past that date. But what about Micah's idea that and it, it's a spring storm until we hit summer. Yeah, Jim and Casper, if you want to call back, we can go ahead and do that. That's not a problem. I'll get you back in here. What if we just did it? Yeah, it, it's a spring storm until we hit summer, and then it's over with. I got some other people. Patriot Elk Mountain says April 6th. And let me see. DK and Casper, last big snow will be April 4th. A snowblower would be a good prize. We're not going to spend, DK, we're not going to spend that much money on you. Okay, we love you. We love you out there. We love you to death. But we're not going to buy you a damn snowblower, okay? We'll buy you a snow shovel, but we're not buying you a snowblower. Uh, Jim and Cheyenne wants to take the 10th. I'll send all of this. We can just end it with summer. Yeah, see, that's what I was, uh, uh, I just doubt we'll have guesses to June 20th. So, okay. So her point is, so Miss Mary's point is, the, the furthest guess out is the last guess. Okay, that's a very good possibility. Miss Mary, we have time. We can, when we get together Monday morning, we can go ahead and settle up the final details on this. I like your idea. That's not a bad idea at all. I still just worry that, you know, we have the, uh, the big storm. We, that was it. And we give away our prize and another one hits. You know, so I just want to, we got to find an end date. No, we, oh, and my sister... Uh, May 10th birthday. I convinced my sister, because she's in Florida, and she said, well, how can I win this contest? I'm in Florida. You have bragging rights. If it turns out to be that we're giving away a snow shovel, then you hang it on your back porch and you brag to everybody that you won the Wyoming contest and when the last snow is going to be. See, that's a conversation piece of anything else, right? Okay, I got a whole bunch more predictions coming in. If you want to get in on this, folks, we're going to do a prize giveaway. Okay, we'll settle on the prize at some point, but we're going to do a prize giveaway. And the idea is you pick when you think the last big storm of the year, which we always have that last big storm. So triple eight ninety seven woods or use your Wake Up Wyoming app and hit a, a the text message chat and send us a text. All I need is just give me your name and where you're from and what date you pick. Okay. I'm going to be announcing the winners on air, so you're going to have to listen to see if your name is called during that big storm. I'm also going to look up this weekend some statistical data to find out when we tend to get the last big storm, which has nothing to do with what's really going to happen. And I'm also going to ask Don Day about it, too, which, of course, he's going to see these numbers, and Don Day's just going to laugh now, if you're listening to all that noise and you're thinking, is there a construction zone behind? Yes, I am literally on the air sitting in a construction zone. <laughs> Isn't that great? And apparently you guys can hear that loud and clear through the microphone that I have in front of me. <laughs> so uh, at some point we'll get back to the soundproof booth, but right now, nah. As long as the construction workers don't cuss, I'm good with it. It's ambiance. Right? All right, we're coming up on news time. 9.30, that's news time, right after news. Update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. Another round of open phones. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
app, listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Wood. Thanks for joining me. Okay, a couple of things. So we were trying to settle on what would the prize would. Which, by the way, if you want to get in on this, you still can. And I'll bring it up again on Monday for those people who might have missed it. The little thing we're doing here, and I got one more news story for you. Little thing that we're doing here is when do you think the last snowstorm of the season will be? Name your date. So call the show or use the Wake Up Wyoming app. Hit the chat button and send. I need your name where you're from, and your prediction. And I will announce the winner or winners on the air of the last big snowstorm of the season. So you'll have to be listening in order to know that you won, and we'll send you the prize. We're still debating what the prize is. Frank Gambino says, send a snow shovel. Andy in Casper says, how about a gag gift of a snack bag of mixed bugs? (laughs) Then nobody would enter the contest, Andy. Brad says, I think the prize should be um, not not the the bottle of, oh, yeah, there we go. Not the shovel. I think the prize should be shovel good morning. Oh, a good morning mug for a hot beverage and a bottle of ibuprofen. To recover. Now, there's a thought, uh, just a thought on that last one. It's not a big prize, but we could always just send somebody a bottle of ibuprofen to recover from pain of having to shovel all of that snow. It could be considered a lame gift or a godsend, depending on who you are. So we will, Miss Mary and I will discuss that. We'll get that. And if you want to go ahead and, and send in a date before the end of today's show, we'll do it again on Monday. Uh, it's either triple eight ninety seven woods or just use your wake up Wyoming app. Hit chat and just again name where you're from and what your prediction is, and we'll add you to the list. Okay, you're gonna love this. Bring this story with you when you go out with your friends this weekend. Having failed to mask and socially distance, New York City rats found to have been infected with COVID. <laughs> Jim and Casper. Hello, Jim. Are you with us? Okay. If Jim is here, I can't hear him. There you are. That's okay. What you got, Jim? Well, just wanted to say thanks for taking my call, and I had the great distinction of being hung up on by the Sean Hannity program. Wow. What did you do? Yeah. Well, he was talking about January 6th and how people need to be accountable because they had the information and they knew this was going to happen and they were derelict in their duties and neglectful and blah, blah, blah. And I listened and I said, okay, I got to call in. So I called in, said, I'm from Wyoming. We're a state where we're free of Liz Cheney and the screener really liked that. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, Sean's missing the point. This was intentional. What about Ray Epps? What about the Proud Boys being infiltrated? They wanted this to happen. This wasn't a dereliction of duty. This was intentional. And she goes, oh, okay. So you think... You know, that this was done that way. And I said, yeah, this was absolutely done by the deep state. She goes, okay, I'll put you on. Um, hold for a minute. And the okay. next thing you know, about three minutes later, click. Huh. Okay. Now, let me tell you how it usually works with Sean Hannity. And you might have been hung up for that very reason. Normally what they do, because I know a few people who have been on that program. He gets a lot of calls, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Normally mm-hmm. what they do is they talk to you for a bit with the call screener. Right. And then they ask, can they call you back at some point? And you're put in the queue later 
because a lot of those calls are actually pre-recorded and put into the show. Got it. Not not always Got live. It. Now that doesn't mm-hmm. mean you could have been disconnected. They could have said, no, that's not a good topic, and forget it. You know, there's a whole bunch of reasons there. Or they might just have thought you were a dumbass. I don't know. The other thing I was going to tell them is, you know, Sean, you've been living in New York City for 30 years, paying taxes, yeah. and supporting the people there. You could come to Casper, hey. the biggest house in town, employ people, and increase our GDP by 30%. Sure. Why don't you do that? He's got the money to move to Jackson. Yeah, he, but yeah. He could, if, he, if he moved here... I mean, wow, oh, oh, it would but be let's, fantastic yeah, okay. for our community. And I don't want to over-diss Hannity here. I mean, I don't want to make this little pick on Hannity. More, but let's look at something here. I think Limbaugh made a really smart decision. Why is he letting all of this hard-earned money go to the people of New York City and state and pay for all of that socialism? So instead, he Maybe that's up in, what he truly supports. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Instead... <laughs> Uh, Limbaugh moved his whole operation to Florida, where there is not a state income tax, and he's supporting a much more conservative form of government, which is why I've said I've made the mistake a couple of times, Jim, of living in some places that had a state income tax and decided, and more socialist government. I'm just not doing that anymore. I'm just not going to live. No, Glenn Beck Beck moved to Texas. There you go. Hannity can do I don't know why Hannity doesn't. I mean, other than the best I can figure is he has to do the television show. You know, so does he need to do it from their studios or can he relocate the show to somewhere else? That's the best I could figure is he's he's chained to the television show. Absolutely. Well, okay. okay. Thanks, Glenn. Hey, great. Thanks for hanging on there. I appreciate it. All right. Well, I, yeah, I don't know all about, but I just, that's an interesting discussion is why doesn't Hannity leave? I, best answer I have is possibly because of the television show that Fox News needs him in New York. You hear all the construction behind me? <laughs> 9.42. It's Wake Up Wyoming. With Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Seven time, wake up Wyoming. Frank Gambino's on location right now. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Frank, going to need some of your expertise and help here. A uh, couple of people out there, because this real contesting has you know just snowballed. People want to know how do we know it's the last big storm? We're going to need to have a certain amount of snow, and we need to have an end date that past this date is now like a summer storm. Okay, let's go with six inches of snow, and we'll go with Memorial Day Monday as the deadline. Okay, Memorial Day Monday is the deadline. Six inches of snow or more. And then more. as far as the prize, we love your shovel idea. That's definitely on the possibility list. Although a couple of uh, listeners suggested maybe a bottle of ibuprofen for after shoveling the snow. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we'll throw in a bag of salt, too, you know? Yes, that would be good. Okay. And then finally, let me see, Sage Crawler, who's in Cheyenne, let's see, he wants uh, the prize to be you shoveling snow in front of his house. I don't think that's happening. Oh, uh, no. Uh, well, <laughs> no, yeah. it'll, it'll, take, it'll take a while. If, if they got a week, yes. I'll, I'll get it done. Uh, yes. I, I will go ahead and take care of your snow as soon as the sun comes out and it's 80 degrees for about two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> yeah, be more than happy. There's plenty of times I've handled my snow exactly like that. Yeah, I'll get right on that. 
It'd give a couple of days for it to loosen up, and then it'll head out there and take care of it. And by the time I head out there with the shovel, there's really nothing out there. Okay, so we have this lined up. It, Frank, you still there? I'm here, yes. Okay, good. I just heard a click. So, okay. Now, you are at the Ford Center right now. I'm at the Ford Center. I'm at the Emporium of Snackage right now because right. Um, out there in the arena, they got the, the Kelly Walsh Band. They brought everybody, so it's kind of loud out there. So uh, yeah. I want to make sure that I can be heard or I can hear you. And then, right. uh, yeah, we but it doesn't matter because we're basketball. Yeah, that really makes a big difference with the noise happening behind me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, okay, so uh, that's going on there where you are. That happens, what, uh, today and Saturday, right? Yeah, so all day today and the championship games in 3A and 4A will be tomorrow here at the Fourth Center. So busy, okay. busy, busy, busy. And as I mentioned last time we talked about this, but that's not the only place in the state that has big games going on, right? This is it, right here. Oh, this is it. I thought there were other events going on around the state besides that. This is it. This is it, okay. In, this is it. Okay. So what you are allowed to do is at some point Frank Gambino is going to go up into the top tier and take a nap. If you can send me pictures of him full asleep, <laughs> I will go ahead and post that on the Wake Up Wyoming website. And with we'll a give nice... you a snow shovel. Yes, <laughs> snow shovel. Okay, let's go with sports. All right, the State 3A and 4A high school basketball tournament rolling along today in Casper in the 4A bracket for the boys from yesterday. Cheyenne East beat Jackson 49-39. to Laramie over Riverton 67-54. And two number one seeds lost. Thunder Basin was defeated by Cody 51-26. And Star Valley lost to Campbell County 58-55. So tonight in the 4A boys semifinals here at the Fort Center East in Campbell County at 7.30. Laramie will be Cody at 9. In the 4A girls bracket, defending state champion Cheyenne East beat Star Valley 46 26-26. Kelly Walsh lost to Thunder Basin 63-33. Cody Wood over Campbell County 46-26. And Sheridan down Green River 51-39. In the semifinal round of the Fort Center tonight, Sheridan and Thunder Basin at 430. Chinese will take on Cody at 6. And those two teams have met for the 4A championship for the last two years. Kelly Walsh in a loser route game going on right now here at the Fort Center. And they had a sizable lead at halftime over Green River. In the 3A boys bracket, Lyman over Wheatland 32-17. Douglas beat Lovell 72-42. Buffalo over Powell 38-35, and Warland defeated Torrington 72-32 in the boys' semifinals that will be at Natrona. Lyman and Douglas at 7-30, and Buffalo and Warland at 9. In the 3A girls bracket, Douglas beat Powell 68-32, Lyman over Torrington 42-39, Newcastle over Pinedale 54-33, and Buffalo beat Mountain View 66-34. The 3A girls semifinals, Douglas and Lyman at 4-30 over in Natrona, followed by Buffalo and Newcastle at 6. The championship games of 3A and 4A will start tomorrow at 3-30 here at the Ford Center. Juco basketball, the Region 9 tournaments move along today. Casper College hosting the men's tournament. They beat Otero yesterday 90-83, to so the LCCC will meet LCCC in the semifinal round at 7 p.m. tonight. LCCC beat Western Nebraska 88-63 yesterday. In the women's Region 9 tournament at Western Nebraska and Scotts Bluff, Casper College beat NJC 93-76, and then the LCCC women beat Otero 77-56. So Casper College and LCCC in the semifinals of the women's Region 9 tournament, and it's a tip-off at 5 p.m., at the uh, Cougar Palace in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. That's it in sports. What was what was the final word? Because I missed part of it. We had ladies that were basketball college that were in finals. Yeah, so so the the junior college region nine tournament is actually here at is in at Casper College. The women okay. are playing in Scotts Bluff, so they're playing right. for a chance to uh, play in their respective junior college national tournaments. 
So right. the men will, with that term, will go to, over to Hutchinson, Kansas, and the uh, women will go to Lubbock, Texas. So it's a big deal. I mean, uh, okay, so yeah. you play you play a long season now, and that's why they call this March Madness. Right. What was the group that was rated? I heard like fifteenth in the in the nation. That was the Casper College women. Casper College women. That's not, that's not bad. How many teams are there in the nation? Well, in this region, there are uh, well in the nation in the, yeah. in, the, in, in junior college, yeah. hundreds. Okay, hundreds. I figured it had to be because I thought I read that they were like fifteenth in the nation. Yeah, fifteenth in the, in the nation. That's yeah, not bad. yeah, they're that they're that good. Yes. All right, that's really good. Hey, Frank, have a great weekend. All right, talk to you on Monday. All right, coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. And we're going to roll into news time after that, and then weather forecasts. And then you and I will do this on Monday. We'll get together the details of the contest, and I'll talk about it on Monday. Miss Mary's got to, and I have to kind of figure out where exactly we're going with all this. But we, trust me, somebody's going to win something that's going to be fun. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. The spirit of